When you're building a culture of belonging, every word counts. That's why Textio brings the world's most advanced language insights into your hiring and employer brand content. Our industry-leading approach to artificial intelligence and machine learning provides the tools needed to find more diverse candidates. In short, Textio builds more equitable workspaces, guiding businesses and writing more inclusive job posts. And we're building on that success by bringing even more products to the market for all people who share our belief that language matters. Words have power. And at Textio, we harness that power to increase the access and availability of value-driven work for everyone. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Clarity Podcast, where you'll not only get the insight to help you transition your career, but we'll have raw, unfiltered conversations about equity and access in corporate America. I'm your host, Tristan Layfield of Career Clarity Solutions, formerly Layfield Resume Consulting. And today, I have the honor, the privilege of having Michelle Mimi Matthews on the show today. So, Welcome, Michelle. How are you? Tristan, I'm great. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So let me tell the people a little bit about you. So Michelle is the founder and restorative career strategist of Boss Up and Hustle Consulting, a consulting firm that assists individuals and organizations driving results by resolving energy deficits that contribute to low employee retention, burnout, and decreased productivity. She is also the host of the Boss Up and Hustle podcast. Uh, She began her career in the career advancement industry as a part-time resume writer, and she has since amassed over 700,000 in combined salary increases for working professionals. Um, At Boss Up and Hustle Consulting, Michelle has had the pleasure of delivering keynotes and training with various nonprofits and higher education organizations, and she's also been published by Indeed.com and numerous grassroots publications. So, once again, welcome to the show, Michelle. I appreciate you being here. So what what we started following each other what in and I think like 2017 on Instagram, right? Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, yes. And we've been interacting with each other's content for all that time, but never really had a lot of face-to-face interaction. So I'm really glad that we get this time to sort of have a little little conversation today. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's long overdue. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. So let's go ahead and hop up in these questions that I have for you here. So I like to ask a couple of questions for, uh, you know, guiding conversations when it um, when it comes to the podcast. But we're probably going to flow off just a little bit. We'll see where we land. But I always ask the first question. Um, I want you to fill in the blank here. The state of the job market right now is blank. What is it? It's real ratchet, real ratchet. That's what I'm gonna give you. <laughs> real ratchet. Real okay, ratchet. hold up, hold up. So I had nobody explain the job market as ratchet before. So tell ratchet. me what you mean by that. Look, it is ratchet on both ends, the job seeker end and the recruiter end. It's just all messed up right now because you have, you know, people who want to overcompensate. You have people who are really feeling um, the pain of competition right now on the job seeker side. But then on 
the company side, you have people who are just playing games with people. You got people ghosting, you got fake jobs, you got all of these different things going on that we really, you know, it's kind of complicated. It's complicated on both ends and it's just making everything just just really weird for us all. Like you can't really keep tabs on what is happening because everybody out here just being ratchet, okay? Everybody. <laughs> ratchet. Yeah. And, you know, the job market has been shifting and changing so much, uh, you know, since the pandemic started that, you know, one one time we up, one time we're down. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the unemployment rates real low. Sometimes it's real high. We don't know what's going on right now. Sometimes, right? Um, <laughs> so keeping that in mind, right. Would you say right now is like a good time for people to find a new job? And if so, what tips do you have for them? I think any time is to find a new uh, is great to find a new job personally, just because whatever, you know, you feel like you need to do, you should do it. Right. Um, September in particular is a great time to look for jobs because we know, you know, companies are rolling out budgets. They're looking for people to replace, um, you know, whatever they've lost over the year, uh, filling in the new roles that they figured out that they need. So this is a great time, uh, you know, to look for a job. But Anytime is a great time to look for a job. You need to do whatever makes you feel great, whatever will do for your livelihood. Don't ever be discouraged by the news. You can do things um, that's within your control to get what it is that you need from the job market. There it is, people. Like, seriously, because sometimes we get these uh, these articles or we get these news reports about how the job market is. And it's it's a lot of fear mongering. It's a lot of crazy things going on. And it can really discourage you from from leaping from a job that you hate or you don't want to be in anymore. That's toxic for you. And if you need to take that leap, it doesn't matter what the news is saying. You need to figure out how to take that leap. You need to find somebody that can help you out. Right. <laughs> for real, for real, because it's you're always going to see, um, they're going to sway the news whichever way they want it to go. And like you said, the fear mongering is real. You can't be afraid. You have to do what you feel is necessary for you. Yeah. So what tips do you have for people trying to find new jobs right now? Right. I know we talk about resumes. We talk about cover letters, LinkedIn's, all these things. What tips do you have in any of these arenas or in job searching in general for people who want to find new jobs? Yeah, I think, first of all, like I tell this to any and everybody, just be clear on what it is you're trying to do, first of all. Like, don't go out casting a wide net trying to just get all of the jobs. Be specific and have a targeted approach about what it is that you want to do. Don't go out there, you know, looking around trying to get anything that comes up. You want to really know specifically what are you looking for. And with doing that, you're able to go even further in segmenting your network and understanding what who and what can help you to go where you want to go what projects you could be on to kind of you know enhance the resume if it's necessary because i am um at this point i'm against you know going after credentials for no reason you can do things outside of getting new credentials that will make you look more qualified on paper so um, being able to go after those projects that do enhance your experience, talking to the right people and understanding what the problem, what, you know, pain points this new job is really looking to address so that you can be in in um, person, the human answer to their job description. And that's how it's going to um, be able to just really accelerate your process. 
Yeah, look, you done dropped a whole bunch of gems inside there. I tell people all the time, you got to get zoned in and focused in on where you're trying to go. Casting that wide net does not work, or it can. It's just not going to get you to where you want to go, right? You're just going to be throwing darts in the dark, <laughs> right? So, so you got to get clear on where you want to head. What did what, you say? I said hoping and wishing. That's what that is hoping and wishing yes that's all it is 100 percent. and if you don't get clear then you can't figure out who can help you get there or how to actually get there the strategy can't be as precise as it needs to be to really get your foot inside that door so i think that's amazing amazing advice now on the flip side right there might be people who aren't necessarily looking for a new job per se but are trying to advance their careers with their current company what do you what do you tell those people what what should they be doing what tips do you have for them so yeah it's kind of it kind of goes one in the same where you're just understanding what's required of you in that next role so making sure that you understand what the next step looks like and then figuring out who you could talk to that's going to give you clarity about what that step looks like because if it's internal you have all of the all of the um the things, the the favor is in your hands because you now you get to talk to colleagues that maybe have some um, stories or some uh, advice to give you to help you get into this role. You understand more so what the company culture is already like because you're there already. So at this point, you're really just looking to get your face out there and let it be known that you are looking to advance in the company. So making sure that you're you're visible, people know what you're trying to do, and that, um, like I said, those projects and different things. If you need to, you know, make it look like you you pop in just a little bit more, you know what projects you need to go after and what um, lights to shine on your resume. So, you know, you just understand what they're looking for and how to better qualify yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You got to do that, that sort of skills gaps and skills gap analysis. Woo. That's awful, right? (laughs) To figure out what skills you're missing that you need for your next role. Um, And I completely agree with what you said earlier too. I'm not all about going back to school and getting degrees for the sake of getting degrees. You can always find other avenues to get you to where you're trying to go, right? You can find micro credentials. You can get on projects that give you those experiences, right? Some, um, some universities, these offer specific training programs or certificate programs for certain areas. And you don't have to fully go back to school to be able to do what you need to do. But all of that is going to be very null and void if you don't have an actual plan and strategy and focus uh, for where you're trying to go. So I I 100% agree. And inside of the company, it's all about visibility. You got to get your face in front of people, right? Get some mentors, some sponsors. Mm -hmm. People going to talk about you when you're not in the room, right? Um, And then have those informational interviews with people. Mm-hmm. Right. Get those informational interviews to gain information on what that role actually looks like. And is this actually what you want to do? And is there any other way for you to gain the skills or the expertise that you need to be able to do it? So I think that's absolutely 100 percent the key with people trying to advance. But I do want to actually 
change the topic just a small bit here. So you and I are both millennials, right? Um, so we, we've been on the job, we've been in the job scene for a while now. And we know that the generation behind us, Gen Z, they're like entering the workforce sort of in that starting stages, right? Um, and so I've worked with quite a few people in the Gen Z group and you know, they're a little bit of a different type of professional than even we were or a Gen X was, right? So tell me a little bit about what your experience has been there and what, what do recruiters need to know about attracting and retaining that Gen Z talent? Gen Z is, whoo, they are something serious, okay? What I've realized about Gen Z <laughs> is that they are the show me the money, show me what you're talking about, be upfront with me, and then we could talk, you know, they're not about wasting time at all. And I'm not mad at them for it. I am absolutely not mad at them no. for it because to be honest, I believe they are the reason why the market is shifting the way that it is. Attracting their talent requires recruiters and companies to be upfront about what it is they're expecting of a candidate because they are all about work-life balance. They're all about getting their money and they're all about making sure that they are not working outside of the scope of their job. So I think recruiters and companies Period. just have to be um, really, really open and honest if they want to attract um, Gen Z talent. And not only that, but they have to make sure that um, the culture is right, because this is also uh, a generation who really, really understands all of the, the things that we didn't have. You know, they, they understand tech. They understand all of the things that we didn't really, you know, we were just, you know, getting into all of the techie stuff. They have all of these things. So they're able to be brand ambassadors for your company. They're able to bring a lot more to the table than what previous generations were able to do because they have all of the social media platforms and they're able to act as recruiters if you give them that type of leverage, you, you know? So you have to make sure that um, whatever it is you're doing, you're upfront and you're, you're able to um, let them know that they have the ability to grow, they have the ability to get paid and they have the ability to voice their opinion about whatever is going on. So you have to make sure your culture is right for Gen Z. <laughs> Look, yes, Gen Z will hold you to task, okay, baby? If yes. they don't like it, they ain't going to deal with it. They're going to blast you on the internet. It's yes. going to get real awkward real yes. quick, right? They they just simply are not here to deal with the bullshit of corporate America. They not aren't. They're like, hey, look, you pay me You pay me for these times. That's when I'm working. I will do my job during those hours. <laughs> if I don't need to report to an office to do my job, I ain't coming. Don't ask me to, right? <laughs> Like they they're not playing games with y'all um so yeah i definitely think that that all the things you mentioned are incredibly important when it comes to attack attracting that talent and i know some of the things that gen z sort of um you know holds in dear regard is the exact opposite of what corporate america likes to do so you know yes. in certain instances yes. it's going to require a lot of shift and changes and and they're going to have to figure it out because gen z is the next generation to come into the workforce you gotta if you can't recruit gen z talent your company's going to be in a lot of trouble a couple years down the road absolutely they are shaking the table and i'm here for it <laughs> 
Yes, me too. Me too. They're building upon what millennials sort of started. We we started a little bit of that, but but Gen Z took it like ten steps further. So I, I'm not mad, and I'm always here to support them. I I love the way they're challenging corporate America. Yes. So now, what what I want to do real quick, uh, Mimi, I want to shift a little bit. I like to talk about sort of pop culture, sort of trends and news that are happening in the career field. And I sent you over an article from Forbes. um, And that article was titled, How Are You Being Misled About the Job Market? And so I'm going to give a quick intro to this for for people who haven't read this article, right? So, So this guy, Jack Kelly, who's a senior contributor to Forbes, he wrote this article and basically is saying, hey, Y'all are being misled about what's going on in the job market, right? He's talking about things like phantom job postings, which are uh, just fake jobs online, right? And so companies do this for a number of reasons, to build a pipeline of candidates, to um, sometimes when they lay off people, you know, your co- their coworkers have to pick up the slack. And so they'll create a fake job posting just to appease the remaining people. So that way, you know, they think they're hiring for the position, but they don't even intend to find a replacement. Some businesses just want to create the appearance of doing well, so they post jobs, uh, right? It, there's tons of different reasons why why people are doing this um, or why companies are doing this. But he also talks about um, the 11 million jobs available fallacy, right? And so we, we hear this number that there's like 11 million jobs available, which sort of equates to two jobs for every person that's on the job market. Um, but the thing is, a lot of those jobs are not necessarily attractive, right? Um, And so just because there's millions of jobs open doesn't mean they're a fit for you. So I sent this article over to you and I just want to get your take on this. What do you think about sort of the fake jobs or sort of the 11 million job fallacy? What's going through your mind? When I said ratchet, I meant ratchet, okay? These people, and I mean, (laughs) it's not exactly new, you know what I mean? But now it's it's happening Mm -hmm. more often than not. And you're kind of seeing it, you know, the the results of it on LinkedIn. Like if you're a LinkedIn user, a heavy LinkedIn user like me now, um, you'll see that people talk about all the time how they're applying to 50, 100, 150 jobs and they're not hearing anything back or they're being rejected. Then there's people who are just talking about how they're going on 90 interviews and then only to get a rejection. So I think that's absolutely true. The article is absolutely on point about everything that is happening in the market right now because you see it. You see the people expressing their their mental health issues with trying to find a job in this market. It's not just one person. It's not two people. There's hundreds of posts that go on talking about the stresses that, you know, the current job market is putting on them. So I believe he's right. He's on point. And I think... Um, For me personally, as someone who's always monitored this type of thing for the benefit of African-Americans, I believe this has just always been the case, you know, with the diversity hires anyway. Like, you know, we've we've pushed and pushed and pushed for DEI initiatives and things like that. And now, you know, companies do feel the need that they have to do something, but we can act like we're doing something and not really doing it, you know? So I think he's, like I said, Mm -hmm. right on point. Right on point with everything. The people be lying. Point blank period. The people be lying. (laughs) 
the people be lying. You ain't got all the answers, Sway. Um, so like, it's absolutely ridiculous. For me, I just think it's incredibly insane and incredibly fucked up, if I'm being quite honest. The companies do this. They yes. post these jobs for these reasons. They even sometimes post them just to give the appearance and fair and open hiring processes when it's not really fair and open, right? Um, they sometimes just interview people hello and, and <laughs> they would interview people who don't even have a chance just because they want to put on a charade of oh you know we we interviewed diverse candidates and i just think it's it's already hard enough for people to find a job right mm -hmm. we've done all these things we put applicant tracking systems in place we haven't taught people how to properly develop resumes and documents for those type of systems but yet we're putting them through these things before they're even getting in front of a recruiter or hiring manager and then you're going to tell me that i'm doing all of this applying for no reason i'm sitting here wasting my good goddamn time on these applications because you just want to look like your business doing good <laughs> like, bruh, wait i tell you about, i understand i said don't forget about the free labor because you know don't. they're gonna throw a project in there if they paying a good amount of money they're gonna throw a project in there to get you to do some free ass work too so you gotta just be aware of all of the tactics and all of the scams at this point because i tell people all the time if you're not invested in this company don't don't give these people your ideas and your free work for for no reason. Like, mm -mm, don't do it because they really are out here fishing for people and they don't care about the impact that it has on the person that they're doing it to. Yep, absolutely. Companies will ask you questions about, oh, um, you know, how would you market this product? Or they'll give you a case study to take home to to do all this analysis on and provide all this feedback on and provide strategies. And then they don't hire you. And then next thing you know, two, three, four months down the road, you see your idea implemented at that company and you're like, excuse the hell out of me. Right. Y'all weren't doing that before. You asked me about this. Um, I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to clients. And um, so you do have to be incredibly vigilant when you're on the job search. There are fake job postings out there that are just designed to get your information and scam you. There's fake job postings out there for the, all the reasons I listed before. Um, and then there's a lot of companies and organizations that just have unscrupulous tactics when it comes to their job search process. And you got to, I always tell everyone, take the job search process um, as sort of an indication of what it would be like to work for that company or organization, right? If they give you the runaround, if they expect you to do extra work outside of the time that you've already allotted to them, if they're doing any of those things that when you work for them, they're going to do those things too, right? They're going to expect you to have extra work outside of the hours. They're going to give you the runaround and not provide you with the resources. They're going to do all of those things. So you need to take it as an indication of what it would be like to work for that company. Absolutely. Right? I agree 100%. Yeah. So I, you know, the theme of that article really just boils down to is the job market hot? Well, some places it is, some places it's not, right? Not every sector or industry is hot at the same time. And so you really have to take some of the information you hear about the job market with a grain of salt and really just sort of uh, see what that looks like for your industry and the space that you're in. But if I could give one piece of advice to these companies and organizations, it's stop giving job seekers the runaround and stop doing these type of things because honestly it never really 
works out in the end for your company, somebody's going to get out there and blast you for something at some point. And so you need to be real mindful of that. Stop giving them the runaround. We already require them to do far too much to land these jobs. Mm -hmm. So that's what I take. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially with Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, look, especially with Gen Z. Okay, well, Michelle, I really, really appreciate you coming on and having this conversation with me. Um, you know, I want you to let people know where they can find you on these internet streets. Absolutely. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Not too fond of Twitter, but I be over there sometimes. So I'm on both of those at Coach, <laughs> Coach Mimi at Coach Mimi J. And then on LinkedIn, you can find me on there as Michelle Matthews. Um, I'm all around. You know, I try to do my fair share on the platform. So wherever you find me at, I'll, you'll you'll see me. <laughs> Yeah, you, you'll find her. If you, if you can't find her, just go ahead and look at my follows. I follow her everywhere, so <laughs> you'll find her eventually. <laughs> but once again, I want to thank you for your time today. Everybody, go follow Michelle. Go follow her business um, and seek her out if you need some help inside of the, the job searching or sort of career space. She, she does a whole bunch of stuff inside of this space, so make sure to go check her out. Um, but I appreciate, I appreciate you guys sticking with us. Wow, can't talk today. Uh, I appreciate you guys sticking with us and I want you to check back in for another episode next week. Until then, talk to you later. Live in Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Doximity is committed to fostering an inclusive and diverse work environment where differences are valued, practices are equitable, and employees experience a sense of belonging that allows them to bring their full, authentic selves daily. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. So if you want to learn more about Doximity, go to your app store and type in D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. Again, that's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y.